We all do it. We scroll through our feeds, seeing people who have been in and out of our lives. We see their causes, beliefs, and sometimes even a moral compass, show-offs. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in the story behind the pictures. I think it's time to have a conversation. Hello? Are you there? (laughs) I am here. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am good. I am just um, at my in-laws. Okay. Having a little Christmas party. Oh, how fun. Thank you for carving out time to do this with me. Oh, you are so welcome. This is exciting. I'm so glad you do this. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. Um, you're not nervous at all, are you? <laughs> um, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I am too, just because I want to be really sensitive to the topic and stuff. So if at any time it's too much, please just let me know and we'll just stop. No questions. So. Oh, no worries. I have told my story a lot of times. Okay. This is, um, this is good. No, I like questions. I like being real. Um, yeah, no, this will be great. Well, do you want to just kind of, um, why don't you tell me in, in so many words, um, what you've been through in the last, gosh, it's six years. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. will be six years this April, okay. um, 2012. Yeah. So um, my husband and I, so I'll just kind of give you a brief synopsis of, of us because I yes. kind of get to, <laughs> to know the story a little bit better. But my husband and I met in high school. Um, so we were 15 or we were 16 when we met and we did the college thing. We did everything by the book and um, got married when we were 24. And then we got pregnant with our first son, um, Caden, um, when we were 26. So in 2011, we got pregnant and we had him in April Mm -hmm. and, um, he is our first. So, um, it was very exciting. It took us a while to have him. We didn't think we could, you know, really have kids. I had miscarried a year before we tried for a year and then we, we were blessed and I got pregnant. And Mm -hmm. so it was great. Our pregnancy was awesome. It was joyful. Um, we had him and then, um, something devastating happened, you know, that, that rocked our world. Um, and he, and the reason why I tell this story, um, first and foremost, is because um, we talk so highly about safe sleeping arrangements, and mm-hmm. I feel that it's so important, and this is kind of why I reached out to you and wanted to talk about our story, um, because something very devastating happened to us. Yeah. So, Caden um, was born in April, and July 31st of 2012, he had passed away, and he had passed away um, at daycare. And he was only at daycare for um, a straight eight days. I'd come off a of maternity leave, and he was at daycare for eight days. Two of the days, um, my mom had picked him up early, so I really wasn't there for full days. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me first state that um, I do believe our provider cared for him. I do believe that she loved him. I think she just made a very big mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll kind of just tell you what happened on that day. Um, it was a beautiful day, July 31st, 2012. It was hot. Um, it was beautiful. I was at the time a bank manager. Okay. So it was late in the afternoon and, um, I had seen some police had pulled up to our credit union at the time. And I had figured that one of my tellers had pulled the alarm, um, the safety alarm. And I thought, oh, great. You know, who pulled the alarm on the, on the drawer? So I was thinking nothing of it. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon and nothing horrible crossed my mind at all. Then 
all of a sudden these two officers had um, walked in and had said, is Nicole Stabell here? And I had said, yeah, I'm Nicole Stabell. And they're like, well, can we see you in your office? And I said, sure. So they came to my office and they shut the door and they said um, something. Do you have a son named Caden? And I said, yeah. And they're like, well, I need you to have a seat and I need you to call this phone number. And I said, well, what's going on? And he had said there had been an accident. And um, so at the time, of course, as a mom and a new mom and one that just coming back from maternity leave, my heart just sank because you have my no heart idea. just sank just even hearing you talk about it. So I can't. Yeah, oh, gosh. It, it it is the most devastating. Yeah, it is just the most just blindsided by blindsided. Just even police showing up at your like your office and then to hear, you know, do you have yeah, a sign? It, and I can't even imagine where my mind would go. Oh yeah, it was it was an extreme feeling that I wish that no one ever experiences, and I never wish I experience ever again. Mm-hmm. But these officers sat down and they were sheet white, so I knew something was going on. And they said there was oh an accident, gosh. and you need to call this phone number. So I sat down, and the officers were there, and um, I got on the phone, and they said, "Is this Nicole Savelle?" I said, "Yes." Do you have a son named Caden? And I said, "Yes." And they said, um, there's been an accident. I need you to get to your daycare as soon as possible. And I said, well, what happened? And I kept saying, well, is he dead? Is he dead? What happened? You know, I'm, you know, yeah. at this time, I'm probably, I'm losing it a little bit. And, well, and I, I would be, say, I'm like, you're explaining it so calmly. Yeah. And I'd be like, don't ask me who I am again. Yeah. Why am I calling I, you? Yeah. What is going on? Right, oh, right. Gosh. And at the point I was like, and, then I, and I said, well, is he dead? And they said to me, well, we're currently working on him. But I need you to get here as fast as you can. So oh my in a frantic, gosh. In a, yes, in a, in a frantic, the police take me out. I told them I, I have to go. I have to go. And as soon as I got into the car, my boss at the time had came out. And then one of the officers were talking to my boss. And the officer looked at the other officer and said, well, how fast do I get her there? And he said, it's a cold blue disc getter. So I knew immediately it wasn't good that he had probably passed away. I knew it. So I remember um, in the cop car, it was like a 25 minute drive to home and it was the longest 25 minute drive ever. And I remember sitting in front of this cop car, it is sirens on and we're, we're going full speed to home. And, um, and and it's so crazy to me now looking back how um, vividly I remember all of these small details. Um, and, and to me, it's kind of a sign that I need to tell my story. Because yeah, I that's what I was every... just about to say, oh. like that stuff's put on you because you need to know the details so that you can share it. So I'm so glad that you yeah. noticed that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and I do. I remember everything very vividly. And I, I know my mom and my in-laws and my sister-in-laws and everyone around me is always like, you need to journal this and write it down. And, yeah. um, but I remember everything so vividly. So I was in the car and we were driving there and we were going full speed, going through all the lights. And I was trying to call Peter, mm-hmm. my husband, and I, I couldn't reach Peter. I can't um, believe like you were able to even like do that. Like, I oh could, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It, okay, it, continue. It, it, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just like, it, my heart it, it, is it, like, it, oh my gosh, what would I do in this situation? And like, oh God, yeah, I just can't. Yeah, it, it, it is something that rocks your world most definitely. And um, so I remember calling my husband. He didn't answer. I called my mom. She didn't answer. And, you know, moms always answer their phone. Yeah. So, you know, so I called yeah. my mother-in-law. She didn't answer her phone. Well, the last person I called was my dad, who never, ever answers his phone. And I do believe there was a higher power with me that day. It sounds like because, it. Oh, because it, because if it had been my mom or anybody else, 
um, they wouldn't have kept me as calm as I was. And I remember my dad being so calm and he oh, answered. Wow. And I, I just remember him saying, what, what, no, 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 what, what? And he said, okay, we're, we're coming, we're coming. So, and it, it is it's seriously like a movie. I feel like this part of my life was a movie and mm-hmm. it wasn't even real because it's something that you see in a movie. Yeah. Um, it is, and it's just looking back and, um, you know, and talking with people about it. it it's, I just feel like I relive a movie every time. Um, mm. So we finally got home and, you know, of course, she was my neighbor at the time. So oh, gosh, I didn't even realize. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So we pulled, we pulled on our street and you know, the whole street is filled with police and ambulances and fire trucks and neighbors. And it's just packed. And I remember it's jumping chaos. out of the cop car chaos and running to the house so then they came running towards me and kind of charged me and said um nicole 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 um he's gone i'm sorry he's gone we tried everything we could do you know he's been gone for a really long time and and, and when you watch a movie um and you see something so devastating uh, in a movie and they drop to their knees that truly really does happen you fall to the ground and i remember falling and having to like crawl to my front door and, and it was the most I, I mean, I can't even describe the feeling. And as a mom, you're thinking, well, let me over there. I'm the mom. I can get him to come too. Like, I'll right. get him alive. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah. get him alive. So um, this was about four o'clock. I actually didn't get to see Kaden until about seven. Um, so at the time, because they were doing some investigative work and people were coming back and forth to the house. So, um, so you're giving the information got, and then just. Yeah. So I was pacing. I can't even go over there. I was pacing and I could see everything outside my window of my home. So I can see everybody coming in and out of her house. I can see her. I can see everything. I'm just pacing back and forth. And every so often, the one cop who stayed with me for like four hours would constantly check my pulse. I mean, sure, I'm okay. Excuse me. And then slowly, Peter came home. Um, I remember him leaving. Did he have like any, did you you finally get a hold of him? So the police actually missed Peter. Um, I did get a hold of Peter, and Peter raced home, and the cops had missed him by, like, 30 seconds, I think, to, to escort him home. Yeah, I was going to say, um, oh, Yeah. So, um, yeah, Peter got home, and we sat there, and then, you know, slowly family came coming, and I remember my mom walking through the door, and she just screamed, and, and that was after I'd finally calmed down, because I, I just, oh. I couldn't stop moving, you know. You're so numb. So oh, my God. So numb. So finally, it's so surreal. Like, is this really happening to me? Am I this statistic? Like, this is me. Like, I lost my child. And at the time, I just assumed it was SIDS because that's what babies died from. Mm-hmm. For, for a, a reason for unknown, it was SIDS. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, they couldn't tell you anything because everything was under investigation at the time. So we knew nothing. And, and you're so forced finally, to deal with it literally across the street from your house. Yes. Yep. And I remember. No wonder um, it feels like the movie. You were literally like it, it watching is. it play out. Oh my gosh. It, it is. It, you're watching this. Yeah. It's like, it's like, the yeah. And so all the family came and we finally got to go over and I got to see him and, and everything. And um, the next day, I remember we had people come over to interview us with the police and um, social services and everybody and we were trying to get answers at the time because no one told us anything mm-hmm. um, because what had happened was she had changed her story a little bit so what really made this um, the story kind of come to head and like we had news people asking us we had you know all the news outlets driving by our house not knowing where we lived but like doing news stories on, mm-hmm. on the tv and no one really knew what happened well she had changed her story which is what kind of got her into trouble 
and kind of got us a little angry. You know, she had said that he had fallen asleep in his car seat. And I was thinking, well, what? Like, yeah. how does the baby, you know, die? I'm like, are you here? But okay. Well, then what had happened is during an interview, um, an officer had came down and said, told one of the detectives, I need to talk to you. And then in her daughter's bedroom, they had found kind of a pool of blood. So if you're unfamiliar, when an infant dies, in most cases, um, they will, um, in Caden's, so Caden died of um, positional asphyxiation. Um, so he either rolled over or he got wedged in some blankets. And what happens is babies will then intake their own carbon monoxide and then suffocate. And that's kind of what happened with Caden. So they knew her story was off a little bit. So they had found this pool of blood and then they had went down and asked her, okay, this is what's going on. I need you to tell me what had happened. So then she finally says she had laid Kaden down to sleep on her daughter's bed on a down comforter. And um, we believe he like either probably tried to roll over or got really snug that he just couldn't, he couldn't breathe and then sucked in his carbon monoxide and then passed away. Um, so, yeah, that's it's the craziest thing. And, and a year before, this exact same situation had occurred. And I'm really close to that mother. Um, oh and we, we talk and she's got me through some of the crazy stories. But yeah, so that's kind of um, our tragedy on July 31st, 2012. That kind of put us into this crazy whirlwind, whirlwind of a life, you know, mm-hmm. um, leading to like trials and long periods of you know, sadness and grief and things you just never picture yourself going through. Um, But then a lot of blessings came from it. And I do believe that, you know, life does go on. And, you know, I I could sit here and tell you my story because so many other good things have happened. Um, But not a day goes by that I don't think it's Caden. I want to ask you a question about that night. Yeah, totally. What was that? I'm just like, I can't imagine. I'm like picturing kind of like a movie like you were saying like two houses with like a street in the middle and just chaos around it and you're literally like sitting there staring out a window what was that night like for you guys yeah that and I remember vividly so my husband um and this is kind of goes back to like how everyone um deals with grief differently so I'm not really a cuddler at nighttime I don't like to cuddle I'm just kind of like individual sleeper when my husband likes to cuddle yeah so so at nighttime when we went to bed of course we're not sleeping we're tossing and turning we were up so late we had people sleeping over at our house it was just it was kind of a a chaos all around us Mm -hmm. but I remember talking to my husband and I said can you please just hold me I felt so unsafe so cold so like Mm -hmm. empty and lost like I was like like a newborn I was a newborn child myself and he needed to be comforted and I remember he told him he turned and said Nicole I can't hold you right now so at the time of course I'm devastated now because my husband won't hold me I just lost my baby um but that's just how people deal with grief you know we dealt with it differently now I don't know that now um but that night so I finally had fallen asleep and you know and I'm a I never grew up being um going to church or anything but I always believed in a God um, I definitely do so way more on a level um, beyond probably now because I have to kind of believe that someday I'm going to see him again. But the craziest things that have happened when he has, since he has passed is that night um, I had woken up and it almost was like someone was dipping him down to kiss me on my cheek. Oh my god! So it, there was a lot of vivid dreams and like, or like there would be times where I felt like, cause we, he would sleep with us or nap with us in our bed sometimes um, just to get him to sleep. And then we would move him to his yeah. bathroom. Yeah. 
but almost like he was laying there. <laughs> yeah, like we get him to sleep, we get him comfy, and then we move him to his bassinet. Um, but then it, you know, there'd be times where I felt like a little hand, like playing with the earring, playing with my earring. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it was just kind of, it was kind of a peaceful moment when that happened because I kind of felt like, okay, like, you know, he's kissing me, you know, he's going, but that night was really hard. Like, yeah, it was a difficult night to say the least. I don't think there was a whole lot of sleep. Um, things across the street had calmed down a lot, but we still, throughout the next probably five days, we still had a lot of like, um, news um newspaper driving by tv stations driving by and no one knew where we lived they were trying to go through the funeral home to get in touch with us but it was kept so private so so everybody driving driving past her house knew it was her but they didn't know that we were actually the ones who had lost Mm -hmm. the little boy did you really hear distance from her during that time or like did you have any like did you have any conversation with her from the time that this happened like no no they told us we, we weren't allowed to talk with her okay so we we did talk with her um at I'm all. just thinking from like your husband's perspective like how he didn't like just want to like go down and like kick the door down <laughs> like oh, I'm thinking yeah. of and like he, my own husband and you yourself as well because I would be the yeah. same way like wow yeah what restraint I mean my biggest you know and we had cops had confidence that you cannot talk to her you cannot yeah. say anything to her you know like they reiterated over and over and over again that we just could not be in touch with them and I remember um weeks after they had made like homemade pickles that I had loved and I remember weeks after her husband had walked across the street where Peter was doing yard work and it said I you don't need to talk to me or anything I'm just going to leave these here and it was a full bag of pickles and a little note you know um, and I do believe there. So, I mean, it was just a, a very, it was a tragedy and an unfortunate tragedy. I didn't, I don't think she meant to do any harm to him. Yeah. Um, I just think it was a, um, a huge, huge accident that is devastating to even say <laughs> because accidents like that shouldn't happen, but it did. Right. Um, so that year, a lot of things then had happened and I think, you know, was a kind of our saving grace. So Peter um, received a new job in lacrosse. A month later, I found out I was pregnant again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so we moved out of our home a month later. Um, I was pregnant. We moved to lacrosse. And all these um, blessings then started to occur for us. I mean, it was a long process. It was a two-year trial process for us. Oh, my gosh. So we were back and forth for two years with the trial. Um, Was that hard to keep coming back? You know, um, yes and no. Fight of we're going to do what's right. Yeah, yes and no. They kind of kept us in two separate rooms until the very end when we actually went into the courtroom. Um, they kept us in two separate rooms and a lot, a lot of negotiations were going on. And, you know, they kind of came to terms. And then we really didn't even see each other or talk or anything until the actual sentencing. And then that's when um, we went in and we got to say our side and our piece. And Judge wanted to see pictures of Kaden. And, yeah, walk me um, through that day. Like, I'm just, all of this is just so devastating yeah. and tragic. And I just don't know. You're, like, so, like, eloquently, like, holding it together. And I know because that's, that means that you're ready to talk about it. You know, I and you am. can get to that place. And I think that's so beautiful. But me, I'm yes. just, like, my heart is, like, in my stomach right now. I'm just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just you can't know, and, even. And everybody has a story. I truly believe it. 
And yeah. Oh, that's why we're this, doing this. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you do this. This is a great channel for people to, to listen and get some positivity and other people's stories and you're not alone. And, and then for me, I, I you know, I want to reach out to those who maybe have lost an infant or are going through a tragedy because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard and it's devastating and, but you can power through it. Um, it is my big thing. So the trial, so funny thing. So we, going through two years, so I, I had my second son, Jackson. Mm-hmm. So at the time he was, oh God, he was eight months and I was pregnant. I was going to have another son in two more months. <laughs> oh so I had all these babies, which, all which these looking babies. back now, I know, which looking back now, there kind of were blessings in my life. I had Jackson to get me through the, the actual death of Caden. I had mm-hmm. Connor to kind of get me through the trial process. Like they were kind of given to wow. me during really significant times boys. in my life. And so all boys, yes, yes, yes. They all look the same. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it it is crazy. And I just remember that day, my mom stayed home with Jackson, mm-hmm. and because she couldn't, she couldn't really bear to go to the trial. You know, she's she was devastated and heartbroken, and she just she just couldn't do it. Yeah. And which is okay. So she's, because I didn't trust a whole lot of people to watch Jackson at the time, you know, so yeah. it was only my mother-in-law yeah, we'll and my mom. Here in a second. Yeah. yeah. So at the trial we went and it was very short. Um, we went, the it judge was. wanted to see some pictures. It was, the judge wanted to see some pictures. Um, so she sat for like probably a good 15 minutes and went through this photo book that we had made mm-hmm. and, you know, was talking about his life and everything. And, and Peter at the time didn't really have anything to say, didn't really want to say anything, but I had wanted to say something and I had mm-hmm. written up a little speech to say, you know, and at the and, and I didn't want her to go to jail. Everybody wanted her to go to jail. And I really, truly did not want her to go to jail. She has really? children of her own. I really didn't. Um, but what I wanted from her is to tell the story. I want mm-hmm. you to go tell what happened because I want your story to change someone's life because I have to believe that my son was put here on earth for a reason. And this wow. must be the reason. Wow. So, Nicole. How did you, was that always kind of the general feeling? I mean, it was, it really, really? Was. I was never really angry with her because deep down inside, I truly believe it. She didn't mean any harm. She didn't mean for this yeah. to happen. I truly believe she you loved my son. Your son in her care. No, you yeah, no. of course. So I truly believe at the time she has kids of her own. I didn't want to take a mother away from her children. I, I didn't want to be that person. What um, grace is you're going through it yourself. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's, that's crazy to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that, and, and that just might have been part of my healing process and what mm-hmm. I have to, what I have to live with now, I'm still stuck on this earth. So I need to do yeah. whatever I can to kind of maintain my, at that time, my sanity because I would have been, I would have been lost. I would have been a mess. Like I could have stayed in my bed for days and days and days and never mm-hmm. have gotten up because what was the purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason I put two feet on the ground and I, I lived my life. So that was the big thing at the trial is I didn't want her to go to jail, but I did want her to tell the story. And I told the judge that, and then she and, um, had gotten up and she spoke. And the only thing I remember about her speaking and she spoke for what seemed like forever. And it was a very eloquently, eloquently said and stated in a beautiful um, message, but she stared directly at me. And I wow. couldn't really look at her at the time, you know, because you could just tell she was just devastated and she wanted, and after all these years, you could tell she wanted to talk to me, but she never could, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was her time to like actually tell her story. It was actually her time to say she was sorry. Um, so wow. she would kind of, she was looking at me the whole entire time. And I would glance over to acknowledge that, you know, I wanted to say, I forgive you, but I couldn't at the time. 
Sure. But I wanted to give her the nod of I forgive you, but I don't have I don't have the strength right now to tell you that I forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um so I would look at her if she had spoken and and so when she was done, you know, sentencing occurred and because of the situation um very similar to Kate's that happened a year before he had passed away, the judge wanted to keep the sentencing very similar and she had said, you know, Nicole, I understand you don't want her to go to jail. However, you have to realize that um Kaden was also taken away from society. He was taken away from us as well. Mm-hmm. Um and, and for that she has to be punished. So she was sentenced to thirty days in jail. And then um, she can obviously no longer do daycare. Um, and then 10 years of probation. And every year for 10 years, she has to go and tell the story um, of what wow. happened, you know, and how it's affected her life. And um, so, yeah, so I, I did get what I wanted, you know. She yeah, how did you come up with that idea? I, I know you said because you wanted to believe that, you know, Caden was here for a reason. Was that just like put on to your heart? Did Caden himself make you feel like that's what should be done? Like, what do you kind of attribute yeah. that thought process to? Cause it's so beautiful and so kind. And I'm just like, for something so tragic, just the way that yeah. that's how you handled um, it is unreal. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was because when you lose someone that close and a child and someone who, who definitely should not be, um, you know, die before you, a parent, you go into a mode of you never want to forget him. You want his life and his memory. He was only 99 days old. He was three yeah. months old. And so you, I, I never want to, like, lose those memories. I don't want to believe that, you know, he was never here. So for me to, to talk about his story um, will hopefully save another person in my mind. You know, mm-hmm. he's saving someone else from going through this tragedy. Um, it was just something that felt right to me that um, made me feel good and made me be able to kind of move on with my life and mm-hmm. be able to now be a good parent and a good wife and like be a productive member of society without letting this really get to me and eat at me. Um, it was just something that I felt I needed to do. I needed to forgive her to be able to to move on, to move past it. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, and, and I thank you for letting me tell the story because I sit sometimes and we'll reminisce and a lot of my girlfriends will get together and mm-hmm. um, they'll ask me questions and we'll talk about it. And still to this day, we talk about it six years later. And, and I remember probably a year ago, we were sitting in a setting with a bunch of us girlfriends. There's probably 12 of us and Keaton got brought up and I kind of went in and told the story. And, and one of my girlfriends said, you know, Nicole, you know, I never actually heard the story. I never actually understood wow. what happened. And so then I was like, oh, you know, I, I want to tell his story. Like, you know, I want to be able to not just keep his memory alive, but to, like, inform people that, you know, safe sleep is important. And it's something that you should really, really um, listen to and consider and, and know about when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of like, I don't want to say my calling, but like something that I feel that I just need to like get out there. And I have the story to tell it. So, um, so I thank you for letting me, you know. Oh my gosh, talk, no, talk with you. of like, course, no, yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, I know you're at a party, but do you have a little bit more time? Because I do have oh, some questions, yes. but I don't want to um, keep you from what no, you need to do. I, no, we are in Iowa. The party is over and my kids are in bed. So okay, okay, so you're good. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yes, no, we're perfect. We're I just want to be really, really cognizant of that. So when you were, um, when you found yourself pregnant with Jackson, Mm-hmm. what was that like being so fresh <laughs> yeah were you scared it was scary yeah <laughs> you know I was 
And I have to say at the time, because we were like, um, you know, I was leaving my job that I'd been with for like seven years. We were moving mm-hmm. to a new state. I was newly pregnant. Like all these things had always had kept my mind busy and us busy. And so we were so busy and consumed with like the movements of our life at the time that I really didn't have any time to like worry or stress about it. Um, you know, we were still dealing with Caden's death and now the trial and all that business while trying to kind of restart a new life. Um, but it was scary, you know, it was definitely scary. Um, when I had him, there was a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of trust, trust issues, major trust issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still deal with them to this day. My, you know, Jackson's five now, Connor's four, and we just had Millie 10 months ago. So, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I'm very, very protective over my children and I'm probably overly so, um, but I can justify it. Like I can justify that. And I'm a, I'm a little bit better now that, you know, the boys are self-sufficient now with Millie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm still a little on guard a lot, but it was a big thing for me. And I uh, t- told Peter and Peter kind of agreed that it was very important that I stay home with our children and yeah. at least one, you yeah. know, and that has always been um, our thing. Well, now here I am almost six years later staying at home yeah and it's just something that I needed to do for for me you know and for Peter to make him feel comfortable and mm-hmm. um so yeah it was hard and there was a lot of um sleepless nights because I was worried about you know did am I laying him down correctly am I yeah. doing the right things is you know is he not going to is he not going to wake up you know I would find myself going in maybe a dozen times to check it to see if he was still breathing so there's a lot of things we had to work through um to make myself not overly on guard and protective. And, yeah, that's you know, turn... an interesting side of things. Yeah. yeah. How did you, who did some, were you seeing like a therapist? Were, were your doctors involved with helping you? And how does that trauma work even begin? Yeah. So we did see a therapist when Kanan passed away. And to be honest with you, therapy just kind of isn't my thing. Okay. Um, I read, I read a ton of books and not to say that therapy is bad. It works. No, yeah, yeah. Little, you know, it just wasn't Different working for everybody, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and it depends, I suppose, on the trauma and what you're going through. But at the time, um, what got me through is, like, um, books, um, a lot of, like, self-help books about, like, t- um, I remember. Um, yeah, you're always posting uh, good books. Yeah, I love to read Yes, I love to read. It's just what I like to do, and it gets me through some difficult times, or it helps just, you know, and I read a lot of, because to me, I, I wanted some proof that I wanted, that I was able to see him again. I was going to see him again. So I read a lot of, like, 10 Minutes in Heaven, 30 Seconds in Heaven, like, all these books about heaven and earth and people who go and come back and, and tell you that heaven is for real. Like, I really, truly needed to believe it. I really, I needed valuable proof, you know. Yeah, you seem very level-headed. So you're like, give me some statistics. Like, tell me about yeah. the, give me yeah. the information so that I can figure out if I can get through this. That's what it sounds yeah. like to me. Yeah, that's very Absolutely. interesting. It's, it was a lot of talking with family. We, you know, we talk very open with all of our family. Me and Peter talk very open about it. So I think just talking about it and expressing feelings um, was a huge part of like moving forward and even helping me with being a mom now. Like um, my family is very considerate of um, me being overprotective on some instances. Sure. And, and they and they get it and they respect it. And it may not be what they they think I should do, but they respect that um that line you know yeah so yeah so it just was a lot of um just talking about your emotions I think that's so important and not bottling them up and like reading them and, and knowing that what you're going through is normal and yeah um 
you know, you just kind of talk yourself through those moments. And, and you know, not to say that every every moment was a curable moment. I had some really bad moments. Yeah, um, what were really those bad, bad moments? Yeah, what oh, were they often? Yeah. Were they for um, long periods of not, time? Did they come in waves? Like, I'm just so curious. Yeah, they were in waves. Um, you know, like milestones, of course, are mm. really hard. They're still yeah. really hard now. And and I think that, you know, they say as time goes on, the easier it is. And I truly believe that as time goes on, the harder it is because there's yeah. all these, I, I'm missing, what ifs. I'm missing, what ifs, I'm missing kindergarten, I'm missing school bus rides, I'm missing um, going in school shopping for him and school supplies and all these things that I'm now doing with my boys that mm-hmm. I'm realizing I, I don't and I won't ever get to do with him. So it's harder in that aspect, but those times are really hard when you just kind of break down and you cry. And I think it's important that you let emotion out. Mm-hmm. And I, some days I just, I would just cry. Like you just, you just sob and you let yourself sob and then you, you move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why I think these great blessings, my little kids came along because it's something where I can feel the emotion, but you know what? I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I have to pull it together and we have to, we have to go on. So, yeah. You're yeah, like an angel was... on earth. I swear no. to God. You even have like the blonde glowy hair. Like there's something about it. Like I swear. I, you're just so like graceful and cool and calm and collected. Like when you're talking and you just like, you have it together. You can tell you're like really, really um connected to Caden still. Cause otherwise I don't think that you'd be able to like, just be as, um, yeah. be as straight about it as you are. You know, you definitely see things bigger picture and for what they are. And that is so cool. I really admire that about you. Oh, <laughs> that's really, you really so neat. Sweet. That's oh, really that's neat. sweet of you. You know, and I guess I just look at it like this is how I have to be in order to just, you know, my time will come when I get to see him again. But right now, um, I'm still here and I still have to be a mom and I still have to be a wife and, and I had to live the best life I possibly can while I'm still here. Yeah. Um, and, and like, like I told you, in some days it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, I struggle sometimes with being a stay at home mom, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot of work. There, I never saw myself. A lot know. of work. Same. It's a I'm lot. With you yes. And Yes. And, 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 you know, I went in ebbs and flows. Like a lot of times I was like, I'm not meant to be a stay at home mom, but then I kind of felt guilt ridden that, well, I should want to stay home because I lost a child. But then I was like, no, but oh, I don't think yeah. I'm really being a good, you know, you kind of battle with yourself in those, in those hard days. Like, but, but, but Peter, I feel like I'm forced to stay at home with my kids because, because of what happened of with Peter. And, yeah. and people will look at me in a different way if I'm not staying home with my kids, like, you know, judging me saying you should stay at home, even though people will not do that. But that's just kind of how I No, I it's, that's the anxiety of it all. You would forever be anxious. I mean, in yes. situations like that, because you can't control them because it's just no. so unpredictable. And I mean, I feel like yes. if anybody understands that it's you and you're in Peter, that's yes. nothing's promised yep. and it's so scary. It is. It, it is. It is very scary. And you never know when these emotions happen and mm-hmm. they come and go. And like I told you, it's harder. A lot of times as life goes on, um, it's not getting any easier. You just deal with it in a different way. Yeah. Um, but we keep his memory alive. The boys and, and Millie, you know, they'll know yeah. that they have a brother. They do know that they have a brother. And, and in fact, it's kind of funny that we're doing this because a couple weeks ago, um, so Caden is in our room in a box mm-hmm. we had him cremated and he sits in our room and we have like a memory box of all his kind of trinkets that he used to play with and wear and, and yeah. everything. And a couple weeks ago, um, I was watching my face. It was nighttime and, um, 
the boys, my youngest son, Connor, was saying, what, what, what's that, Daddy? Is that Caden? And Peter kind of looked at me like, oh, God, like, you know, here we go. Like, mm-hmm. here's the questions. So Peter kind of looked at me, and I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we'll go ahead. And um, he's like, yep, that's Caden. He's like, well, why is he in there? You know, the questions are yeah. coming. Why is he in there? What happened to him? So um, we got the box down, and um, we said, well, you know, Caden had passed away. He's in heaven, you know, with, you know, all of our grandmas and grandpas have gone mm-hmm. to heaven. And um, we're trying to explain to them the best we can. There, there was an accident. He's how old? So Connor is four and Jackson okay, is five. Okay, so we're trying to keep it very, very simple. You know, I have my youngest is four simple. too. So I'm like, I understand how the conversations are. They have questions yeah. and they ask them in the only way like a four-year-old can. And you want to be like really mindful because you don't, you don't know where the conversation's going to go, but you also like want to answer like appropriately. <laughs> it's, it's a tough right. spot to be in. And I can't it even is. imagine with that topic. Because you it think is, about, I, I would think as a parent, you would think about how you were going to answer these, but then like when it comes, like it's, you can't even think of it, like the answer. No. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, we'll have this conversation when they're like 10 or 15 or 16. Yeah. Like, you know, like I didn't think they would really be wanting to know all about him at the ages that they are. Um, so it was, it was just kind of mind blowing at the time. And, and my husband and I, you know, came out, we there was an accident, you know, at his school, we called it, mm-hmm. and, you know, he went up to be with, with God. And that's kind of all they asked. And I said, well, can we open it? So we opened it because inside is another little tin where he's in. Mm-hmm. And it's just at that moment, um, I was broken and yeah. it bent down. And I still tear up now. No, they, I'm te- I've been and, tearing up this whole time. Are uh, you kidding? And they kissed him and they bent down and they oh kissed him and they said, we love you. And and at that time, I was like, oh, I looked at Peter, and I'm sobbing. And I'm like, I have to walk away. You know, I whispered yeah. to Peter, and I said, I have to walk away for a minute. And Peter's like, okay, you know. So Peter took it, and I kind of kind of gathered myself a little bit because I didn't want to see my kids to be sad because I don't want to be a sad thing, um, yeah. you know. But what so a beautiful was, was, moment. That was a hard moment. Yeah. Beautiful but, was, hard, but hard because you see the love of your, you know, your other children that are here, and they love him just as much, you know. That's really yeah. special. Yes, and they talk about him as if, you know, he's here. And, and Jackson knows he's not the oldest. Caden's the oldest. Like, it's all these Aww. little minor details that, that we have that they're fully aware of. Like, we celebrate him at Christmas time and his birthday. Um, you don't really celebrate his angel day, you know, mm-hmm. but we do celebrate his birthday. And so, yeah, so we kind of throw in every year something um, to kind of keep his memory alive. And we talk about him. And um, like I said, my faith was very small. Um, growing up, I knew there was a God. We didn't go to church often. And then I married Peter and I went to church with him and his family. So I, I, I knew more about the religious side of it. But now it's like I, I instill it in my boys because I want them to believe that they'll see him again. And I don't yeah. want them. Yeah. So it's um, it's just kind of a whirlwind of an experience in a life. It's something you, as you grow up as a little girl, you don't ever see yourself going through yeah. something like this you kind of see yourself in a white picket fence with your children right. and your husband and your dog and then yeah. you kind of get all of these um these things thrown at you and these life obstacles but I I guess that's life and it how it, did you um, and Peter handle that like within your marriage like yeah. it had to be I mean because with a move a loss a pregnancy another pregnancy yeah. I yeah. mean how did you even have time to just sit down yeah, you know, uh, it was hard. Like we we struggled um, 
we struggled a lot um, mm-hmm. just because you have small children. And at the time, the boys were 13 months apart. So they were very um, close in age. Yeah. And I was stressed because I didn't know if I was doing things correctly. I didn't want something bad to happen to them because in my mind, something bad again was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And how would I deal with it? So I was very, very overly protective. You put a lot of pressure I didn't on let, yourself though, too. Yes. And then that hurt Peter because I'm like, no, I'll change the diaper. I'll get him dressed. I'll put him to bed. I'll give him a bath. I will do it all because, because I don't want nothing to happen to him. And I know mm-hmm. nothing will happen to him if, if I do it. And that was stressful for Peter. And that was stressful for our marriage because he was like, Nicole, like, he's my son too, you know. Yeah. And he wanted to, you know, be the husband and the protector and take care of everybody. I just wouldn't allow it. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't allow it. So we, um, it was tough, you know. And statistically, we're not supposed to be together. Right. Um, statistics show that we probably should be divorced. And we're not. And um, that's not to say that we didn't go through hard times and questions of times where we've questioned it because sure. um, we've questioned it. We've talked and about it. And essentially, you guys grew up together too. So, like, it's, it's yeah. hard. Like, you guys have been through so, so much. Like, I can't even yeah. begin to imagine. Yeah. So, you just have a lot, a lot of things that go on. And, like I said, you just deal with them as they come. Um, we are a lot stronger now than we probably were even a year ago. So I think it with every single day and every single month and week and year goes by, we get stronger. Um, our marriage gets stronger. Um, so I'm, I'm blessed that way. You know, I, I don't see us ever falling apart. Because um, we've been through the worst. So I don't think there's much no. you, can, you can go through that right? you can't get through. Yeah. That's such like a yeah. testament to both of you and like the work that you're putting in and just the love behind it all. Like, seriously, that's that's really beautiful. Um, I want to know a little bit, you talked about the night, um, that Caden passed and you mentioned that, you know, you could feel him like playing with your earring and, you know, his hands and stuff like that. Do you feel that now when your other children do that with you? Like, do you know it's him? Like what that, that has yeah. to feel like such like a different feeling than just a hand on you or, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really kind of haven't had an experience like that for a long, long time, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I've allow, allowed myself to be that intuitive with myself either. Okay, um, yeah. Because I've been so, you know, I've been so busy and I've not really let my guard down for a long, mm-hmm. long time. So I really haven't experienced an instance like that. Um, but there'll be little things like um, pennies. I find pennies in the most random spots and I'll mm-hmm. save them. And I believe if I can, like saying, you know, hi, mom, like I'll find them in my socks and like one yeah. Christmas Eve, I went to go pick up, I don't know what, it was Christmas Eve, and I had to go run and pick up something at Walmart, and all of a sudden I looked down, and there was probably, I don't know, 500 pennies outside my door. No like, way. You know, yeah, it's all these little signs and little cues that are kind of like, for me, are kind of like his little, you know, nudge to say, hi, mom. That's um, what I mean, like you're white... so connected. That's, a, oh, I love hearing yeah. things like, or like yeah, like white butterflies, white butterflies get mm-hmm. me every time we see them all the time. And I, you know, that to me is Caden. Um, yeah, those spiritual reminders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the spirit, a lot of spiritual reminders. And, and if, I feel like if I allow myself to be, get to that place, I think I can feel him again. Like I, I truly believe I can. Um, but that's also scary for me, you know, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. So, an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so like it's just um, I haven't had it for a long time, but there's all these other things like you said in nature that kind of happen, and I and I know it's him, which mm-hmm. is super cool. And, and that is, it's it. really special. 
Just wait, have your kids had that same experience yet? So actually, oh my gosh. So Connor, he's my youngest son, he's four. Mm -hmm. And he is one of my most intuitive children. Okay. And he was probably two years old. I want to say two, maybe one and a half. He was two because he was talking. And he was in his crib and I was laying him down and he was kind of fussing and I laid him down and um, he kind of woke himself up after an hour and um, he said, Mommy, Caden's in the corner. And I'm like, what? Mommy, Caden's in the corner. And then, of course, I'm sobbing, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know, because they, they, they say. Like, I'm sure you know, it just catches you at all different times. Yeah. Like, like, where did that come from? How do you know that? Are you, like, you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, you know, rubbing his back and putting him to sleep. And I remember walking out of his bedroom and kind of just kind of collapsing, like, oh, oh, my goodness. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my that goodness, really you know. That really just happened? Like, yeah. And he's two. And at the time, I don't know how much we talked about Caden with him being that he was two. And I didn't think, you know, right. well, what was he perceiving? Yeah. So for him to just kind of say, Mommy, Caden's in the corner. Yeah, like that. Uh, that's not normal to all talk. Like, that's no, crazy. No. Wow. No. So we have a lot. Did you just things. freak out and like call everyone you oh. knew? Because that's what I would be yeah. doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it was, it was probably at like 11 o'clock at night. So Peter was like sitting at night and he was like, What's going on? So I told yeah. him, of course. And I told my mom the next morning, and I'm like, You won't even believe what just yeah. happened. And they're like, Oh my goodness. And and I'm a very intuitive person. Like, I can yeah. get really deep with you and tell you, like, there were signs that I knew that um, I wasn't going to have Keenan for very long. Like, I kind of really? intuitively knew that something like was going to happen to him. I know it's so crazy. Um, well, so that, honestly, well, I'm glad you told I me that because that makes so much sense with why you were it able is. to handle things the way that you were able to handle things. That's so interesting. Oh, yeah. And my mom, and I would tell my mom these envisions or these feelings, and she thought that I was going through postpartum. Mm-hmm. So she was like, Nicole, I think this is just postpartum. You're a little hormonal right now. I'm like, no, mom, I really think someone's after, after him. You know, I think someone's trying to get him. Something is trying to get him. And he had slept in the bassinet in our bedroom and I'm, and he was good. He slept through the night at like six weeks, mm-hmm. but like three o'clock, every single night at three o'clock, I would wake up. Like something instinctively told me to get up at three o'clock. Nothing was happened, but there would be a few times where I would kind of see a stiletto of a person outside my door. Oh my I didn't gosh. Know what it was. It wasn't scary. It wasn't yeah. scary. I didn't know what it was, but it was, I just got this overwhelming feeling that I needed to protect him and it was almost like the second I left him out of my sight something bad they got him something got him you know because he's only at daycare for eight days and there would be small things like when he was first born like he was four weeks old and there was probably 25 crows staring inside my house what if, if that doesn't creep that's you out, I don't terrifying know that yeah like that's I that's terrifying that's so that funny that terrifying. you even use that reference because like I was talking with one of my girlfriends the other weekend. I was like, anything more than like four birds together, I'm not down with. <laughs> no, no, no. Black any more than four, animals. there's a problem. <laughs> like, I'm not interested. Yeah. No, you're right. That is not a normal thing. That is, that is, that was like a scary, scary thing. And then he, there would be times where he'd be sleeping and he would make this like blood curdling cry that would make you like run like something is horrible happening and he'd be sleeping still. And, wow. and and that happened twice so there's a lot of little signs yeah um, for me intuitively that, that something was going to happen or something was about to get him and and you know the second I left him out of my sight something did get him or he was taken from me you know and 
And so, yeah. And, and, oh, and so I you're just, left to live yeah. with that too, on top of everything else, all these thoughts. Yeah. So and... let's just, I don't, I don't like crows right now. I don't like black. Birds, I don't so blame I you. <laughs> I don't like them either now. I mean, I never but, really but, did, but I definitely don't now. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, now I don't have any of those signs. I had none of those feelings with any of my other children. None. Oh, that's really cool. None of those signs. Yeah. So only with him that I had those um, waking up at three o'clock and checking on him and seeing those wow. visions of a person or those crying and the birds. And I haven't had any of any of that with any of my other children. Um, it's been a very peaceful upbringing mm-hmm. with them. Um, very calm. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. As calm as it can be. Yeah. I, think that I, I work myself up the most. Of course. Um, that's what we do. For like, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but as for signs in the universe, as they say, there really hasn't been anything, anything that would trigger anything bad happen happening with them, which is a very peaceful thing in my world yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, did Peter have any of that stuff? Like signs or anything? No. That's really no, he interesting. Thought it was crazy. <laughs> of course. Of course. No, of course. He thought I was like, read know, another book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me I'm crazy, of course, but he just goes kind of like nod his head, like, oh, Nicole, like, yeah. what did I mean? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I truly, truly believe I'm just a very intuitive person. And yeah, well, you can tell just by that. talking to you. Yeah, definitely. You I, know, I, yeah, I, and that has its ups and downs, too, but. It does. Yeah. It yeah, does. It, it, it does. It kind of eats at you, but yeah, you know. I operated uh, that place, too. I think that's why I'm, like, totally understanding right now. Um, on what you're saying. Yeah. Cause I can and, just hear and I think, how you handle things. And I think as a woman and as a mom, I think that's a very natural thing mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I think that comes with a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I think it's a common thing and I think some people just allow themselves to be more intuitive than others, or they mm-hmm. project signs more than people, you know, you seeing crows, you may not think of anything of it, but me yeah. seeing 25 crows looking in my house, that's not okay. <laughs> nope. Not, I don't even want to see one. <laughs> like that's, that's just so crazy. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So now with, um, your children and going through all these firsts and, you know, Caden's obviously there in some, in yep. some form, which is so beautiful. And I love hearing that. I love that they talk about him and know him. Like you said that he's the older brother and things like that. I think that's really, really amazing. And I'm happy to hear that. Um, what do you think moving forward at this point in your life is going to be your biggest challenge, I guess, just, just in general with moving forward after something so tragic? Yeah. Um, letting go, like letting go of a lot of my worry, my insecurities. Um, I worry a lot, you know, and I just have to let it go and let it be. Um, and that's a hard thing. It's easy to say, but I think a lot of times you're worrying your insecurities and especially with my children, I need to kind of learn to step back. And I think as a mom, I don't want to be that mom that hovers and is overprotective. Mm -hmm. I want them to have their faults. I want them to skin their knees. Um, I can't always be their safety net. And so I think that's going to be a challenge for me. And I I need to just learn to let go. And I need to maybe just start with small things. But I'm slowly doing that, you know, like yeah. getting Jackson on the bus for preschool. That was hard. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was, I was I mean, out of control. But, you know, he's out of my control. He's on that bus and someone else is taking care of him and it's not me. Yeah. So it's those little things, I think, that are my testing moments. Yeah. Um, 
Is it hard? Is it hard for you? Like when the kids are at school? It was. Yeah. It was was really hard. Really, really hard. I was, my anxiety flared up a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. and I won't lie. Like I'm on medication and I probably forever will be, you know? Yeah. Um, It's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You got to do what you got to do. And and for me, that's what I need to do to keep myself level. And it, 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 I think, um, it's very difficult to like let them go the first time. But like I said, I've kind of trained myself to let go, let be. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's whatever's going to happen is meant to be. And you don't know it now. Like, you know, at the time, if someone told me um, things happen for a reason, I probably would have strangled them. Mm-hmm. You know, now, six years later, um, I, I, I can safely say I do believe things happen for a reason. Um, but at the time, if someone would say that to me, six years ago, I would have strangled them <laughs> Yeah. and say, no, this is not a very good reason for something to come out of this, you know, but I, but there's a lot of good um, and a lot of blessings that I've had because I think, you know, Caden has given, given them to me. Like, yeah. He knew. And I, and I remember um, saying um, after he had passed away, I didn't think I could get pregnant again because we had mm-hmm. such a hard time conceiving him. And I said, okay, I, I am a mom. I was a mom. It's okay if I don't have any more. And I led wow. myself to do that for a couple of days, but then I remember sitting in the bathtub probably a couple of weeks later, and I was sobbing, and I was praying, and I was, like, screaming, and Peter wasn't home. I'm like, let me be a mom again. Like, please just give me one more baby. Like, just let me be a mom. I want to be a mom. And then, sure enough, two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant, you know, a month wow. after we lost Caden. So it was it was a crazy time. It, it really, truly was. But, wow. yeah, yeah. But it's, so, it's good now, you know? Yeah. What, um, I know that you never talked to his caretaker again. Um, do you think about what you would say to her if you saw her now? Like, how could you I not? Do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And actually, um, I would like to go sit in on one of, um, on what she has to say. Like, I'd like to go sit in on that, one of yeah, her Yeah, I was talks. wondering if you've ever heard her. Yeah. Um, like was it a testimony like or her story or what what is it story okay so she yeah so she has to go through the county so it is um dakota county okay and she has to go like once a year and talk to other child care providers i think at a a conference conference. yeah where there's other child care providers and she has to tell her story of what happened and and i would like to go see that and sit in on that Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I'm strong enough right now to do that. Sure. I was going um, to say, is, did, they, did they say that you could, or was that even discussed or? Yeah. Yeah. They, they absolutely said I could. And her probation officer gave me his contact and said, when I'm ready to contact him and he would be happily come with me and sit with me and, and do oh. it. But I don't know that I'm ready to hear my story from her mouth, um, yet. And then see her. Wow. That's powerful what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I'm ready yet. It's hopefully within the next couple of years, I'll be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I, you know, my story is my story and I don't really want to hear it from her yet, even though that it's serving a great purpose. I just, um, well, and maybe, someday. I mean, yeah, yeah. You gave her that yeah. opportunity, but what she took needs to be honored too. And in the way that you said right. it. Right. 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 And I do hope, you know, from our court session, I truly, truly hope that she knows she's forgiven. Like I said, Mm -hmm. at the time, I couldn't say those words, but I wanted her to know that because I don't want her to live her life in misery. 
you know, I, I, I truly believe she lives every single day thinking of him. I truly, truly believe that. Um, but I also want her to move on with her life too and not have to be stuck in this devastation um, because I'm not stuck no more. You know, I, I'm not stuck and she shouldn't have to be either. So, yeah. Your heart is ginormous. <laughs> it is. Well, you are sweet. It is. Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not like you. <laughs> I, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I, I don't know how many people would handle it. I mean, obviously you don't know until you're faced with it, you know? Right. Um, right. But wow. Such grace. I'm just like, I'm blown away. I really am. I, um, it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's, 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 it's taken a lot. It's taken a lot of help from family. I mean, God bless mm-hmm. our family. We have amazing family. I have amazing friends. I don't know what I would do without my friends. Yeah. Um, a lot of support around us. And I truly believe in the power of prayer. And I do believe there's a lot of people who are praying for us. And I do believe that God has served a lot of hardships. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I have to be this way, you know. Someday I'll see him and I truly believe it. Yeah, and, you will. And he'll say, hey, mom. Oh, you know, you do you know? think about what his voice sounds like and things like after hearing? I do. Hearing, yeah, I think I like, would I'm too. Like how, like, how old will he be? Will he be a baby? Will he be older? Like, will he know? Oh, me? I mean, yeah. I think he'll know me. You know, like, what will of he? Of course, he will. Like, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's all those things. But like, you know, to going back to you know when we first started talking about this, it's like it's such a, it's a movie. Like, I can't believe this it is really, my life. Yeah. It sounds you know? like. Yeah. Like you know. But yeah, but um, and what a beautiful life! Yeah. I mean, from such tragedy, like you said, you you've had so many rainbows, and oh, your your babies yeah. are all lucky to have you as their oh, mother. You can definitely tell that they belong to you and they are for you. Like you can tell just in the way that you talk about them, and the way that you're kind of the way that not kind of the way that you are living your life. And, and that goes to Peter too. That's really, really neat. And your family is like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have you talked to your family about like what it was like for them? Just recently we've kind of been like, I've been hearing stories now just in the last couple of years of like how they found out or like how they dealt with it. Like um, uh, my sister-in-law found out and they all met at, um, someone's house I don't know which house and it was like a bunch of cousins and aunts and they all met and sat together you know I'm starting to hear like how people found out and um, yeah and how they were affected and you know I know a, a lot of families have seen counselors um, you know because it affects the grandkids or the grandparents it too because everyone yeah yeah not not only are they losing a grandchild but their children have lost a child so they're right. they're grieving the loss of of our hardship and our and our devastation, but then the loss of their their grandchild too. So they go through a lot. Um, but again, I think talking about him and his story and what has happened and everything, and we all talk about it openly and comfortably, and mm-hmm. no one's sad ever, or there's never no tears. It's just we like to talk about it, and I I really think that's a huge healing for everybody. Yeah, um, to acknowledge it and to acknowledge him yeah. and to yeah all the things that he was and is and. Ugh. Yeah, hold it all in and keep yeah. it tight, kind of like emotion. You don't want to bottle it all up or you explode. Um, yeah. And we've just never allowed ourselves to do that um, because it would just, it would kill us from the inside out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is so, so cool that you have me on here. I really appreciate you. Oh my gosh. This. No, this I'm is great. 
I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to come on and to do this stuff and um, to share Caden's story. I mean, it's so, so powerful. And it, I learned a lot about you uh, more than I thought I was going to, which is just so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I, you know, I wish I would have known you sooner, honestly. Um, you're so level-headed I and I just love, love hearing you speak. Um, I, I know you talked a little bit about how um, like proper sleeping and the safety yeah. of that. What are you doing an initiative or anything like that? What What's your part in that now? Um, and just yeah. sharing the story. Yeah. So I would like to do more. Um, there was um, a few years ago, I wanted to do like a foundation through Caden's eyes where I wanted to raise money, whether that be through like charity golf um, mm -hmm. tournaments or something to raise money to give to hospitals. So people would have a safe um, sleep environment for their children when they brought them home, whether that be a pack and play with a fitted sheet um, mm -hmm. or a crib or a, um, a sleep sack. I wanted to be able to raise money um, to do that. Now, that was a great idea until I had three children. Like that. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can't even. No, that's, definitely, that's definitely something I, I, I want to still do. Um, little by little and work with the hospitals and kind of just do as much as I can because I truly believe like um, when when infants die you know they always assume it's kids they never think of positional asphyxiation True. yeah um, you know and, and 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 nor should they because back in the day we didn't have Facebook or anything so when you heard of a child dying it was just automatically SIDS well now we've come so far and know now that safe sleep and you know a safe sleep environment has prevented a lot of SIDS situations and those cases have gone down significantly um, mm -hmm. since that initiative. And um, I just find that, it, you know, it's very important for a safe sleep environment. Kaden was not in a safe sleep environment. He was on an adult bed on a down comforter. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he got stuck and he suffocated. And that was a very preventable situation that could mm -hmm. have occurred had she followed those guidelines. And she was a licensed child care provider. She should have knew those. Mm -hmm. um, regulations anyhow but because she had done daycare for 20 some years I think she just got comfortable in what she knew yeah. and I think that's what happens with a lot of parents and a lot of daycare providers is they get comfortable um, and they kind of they don't think about it you you, you assume it's never going to happen to me and that's right. exactly what I thought when the situation happened is this is happy this doesn't happen to me like this this cannot happen so I would like to you know get the word out there like am I doing this like this is awesome that you're allowed yeah you can tell this have this for forever this is, and I love that yes mm -hmm. and, and get it out there and just have someone even listen and say hey I know somebody because I have all of my friends now when they are going to interview child care providers mm -hmm. they tell my story and they say hey look I know somebody this is what happened we're very very strict on the way we we put our children to sleep and I've had a lot of my friends tell me that like mm -hmm. um you know, we've interviewed child care providers and we have gone through more than we ever thought we would have just because we were very strict on that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot good. of people don't know what to ask. I think a lot of people just go with, okay, we're vibing. Like this is going to be a good fit for yeah. me and my family. And you don't think to ask those yep. questions for sure. Like, I, I know for a fact yeah. I didn't, you know? No. And yeah, no, you just kind of assume that they know what a safe sleep environment is. And, you know, and you, you know, ask where are they going to sleep? Are they going to be in a fitted fitted blanket or fitted sheet in a pack and play in a crib nothing in it um, yeah. no blankets no nothing you know and 
And that's, you don't think to ask those questions because you kind of assume a licensed child care provider would know that. But I was lucky in the fact that I, before Kaden had went to daycare, wrote a two-page summary of kind of like what his routines were, what okay. my expectations were. So she knew Of course you did. I like you. Yeah, I yeah. like that. <laughs> So she knew what, what my, what my, um, what, you know, what I wanted from her. Yeah. She knew that sleep, the sleeping was very important and she decided to neglect my wishes, which is a frustrating aspect of the whole thing. Wow. But that actually so you had what, it. What got her in trouble. Yeah. And that got her in trouble. Yep. And that got her into major trouble wow. because they had found that and that got brought up in court. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. She knew. So not only did she hear it from me, and not only was she regulated to do so, but she just decided yeah. to not, you know, because she was comfortable. I truly believe she just was complacent and comfortable mm-hmm. and just made a bad choice. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I could keep going, I but I don't want to take up I your know. whole entire <laughs> no. night. I'm just like, this is just so wild to me, and I'm so appreciative that you – um, felt comfortable enough to say, Hey, I'm ready to share my story and that you, you reached out to me. That really means the world to me. Um, no, so thank, thank you. you for, <laughs> no, thank you. You're amazing for doing this. I, I loved, I loved listening to all of your episodes. Oh, and you. That's so nice. You're, yeah. you're living, you're, you have a powerful, powerful way of sharing people's stories. And, and I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you allowing me to do this. Wow, that's so kind. Thank you. So if you've listened to the other ones, you know that I'm going to ask you 10 questions. So do you want to do that right now? (laughs) Sure. And you know what I've been thinking, and I've been stuck in this car for a long time, every weekend for four hours, and I've been thinking about these questions, and my golly, I don't even know if I have answers for them. That's good. I don't want you to think about it. I don't want you to think about it, because when you think, they're not real. So don't do that. I know we went back and forth. (laughs) Yeah, because I know when we went back and forth, I mean, and this is such like a new thing that I'm doing too. So I'm really feeling like my way through the episodes and they're getting easier and easier and more and more comfortable for me to do too. And I finally just told you like, don't send me your story. Don't, you know, like all that stuff. Like, Let's just literally have the conversation because that's what we named this. And I don't want to make it something that it's not. So I'm really glad that you aren't prepared for these questions <laughs> and I'm just you know what I told myself I'm just gonna say whatever comes to my mind I'm not Good. even thinking about it <laughs> I love that okay, I'm ready <laughs> okay what is your favorite word oh my favorite word sunshine oh that's sweet sunshine yep why is that sunshine sunshine who doesn't love sunshine who right. doesn't love you know, who doesn't love the sun and the brightness and the positivity and the vitamin D and everything? And it's such a, it's a fun word. I think S's are a fun word to write. And there's a lot of S's in sunshine for some silly, silly reason. But I love that sunshine. answer. See, that's a great answer. I love it. What's your least favorite word? Oh, what is my least favorite word? My least favorite word is exceptional because I think it's overused <laughs> Ooh, yep no one's had that answer and I like that yep I think it's a powerful word don't get me wrong but I think it's overused I know people really don't think of what the word truly means and I think it's just overused <laughs> 
You are so smart. Okay. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? It turns me on. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what makes you lean in a little, you know, a little closer? Yeah. What kind of lights my fire? You know, I have to say reading. That is my jam. I yeah. find a lot of power from reading, a lot of self-help from reading. reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, that's kind of what lights my fire spiritually and, and everything. What turns you off? Oh, negativity. Who's got time for that? Yeah. Yeah, a negative person, a negative vibe. It's draining. Yeah. Nope. No one time for that. Takes away from, from the good, for sure. Yep. Yep. What's your favorite curse word? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Yes. I think that's, I like, that the word. best. Yes, I agree. Is that, is that like everybody's favorite curse word? Uh, for the most part, that's like the <laughs> most popular, but yes. there's been, there's been some doozies for sure. I, I love that word. And I'm like, I love yeah, that Yeah, it's good. You can use it in so many different ways. <laughs> With, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yes. What sound or noise do you love? What <sighs> sound or noise do I love? Oh, a baby giggle. I love baby giggles. <laughs> I love them even more now, obviously, from my story. Yeah. But I love when a baby, a baby giggles. How can you not laugh or smile when a baby laughs or giggles? That's true. What what sound or noise do you hate? Snoring. Someone's snoring. I feel you. I feel you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Would I like to attempt? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I would like to write a book someday. Um, oh, I think you need to. I think that's a given. You're going to listen back to this and then you're going to be I like, like, okay, I know what yeah. I need to do. <laughs> I would like to write a book. Um, I'd like to be an author. That would be something that I would like to do. Like um, a self-help your like book, your story? Like what kind of yeah. writing do you think you want to do? Probably like my story. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, my story. I'd probably start there, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a it's got a message, and, and like I say, I'm all about keeping Keaton's memory alive. And I think it'd be just an important book for me to have, as well as my kids. You know, that's really great. What profession? Someday, yeah. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, my dad's a construction worker, and I would never want to do that. Yeah. No way. <laughs> no. Especially like in is he in Minnesota? Or Wisconsin, or he's, he he's in Minnesota. So hot of the hottest days and the coldest of the coldest yeah. days. Outside, no, I I couldn't do and it, especially up there no. now. <laughs> no, well, yeah, you're lucky. You're down south now. Yeah, you got out of it. I did, and I have a hard time coming back. <laughs> I bet. Do you ever come back? I have not been. My the last time I went back was, gosh. Five years ago was the last time I was back and it was for a wedding and I came back and that's when I found out I was pregnant with my youngest. (laughs) Really? Yes. Yes. It was crazy. Like within like the week of like getting back and then I found out I was pregnant with my youngest and I had like just lost my job right before I went back. And um, it was just like crazy. We were just moving to Dallas from a different part of Texas. Um, Yeah. It was like 
so many things all at once. And I haven't been back oh. since. <laughs> Not that it's Minnesota's fault or that trip because it was a beautiful trip, but it was just funny. I haven't, I haven't been back since then. I haven't been back. Aww. Yeah, I need to though. We were talking about that. Um, one of my friends was just in in town over the weekend. Um, last weekend. We saw from, that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she she was yeah. in, and uh, she's like dying to get my kids up there because it's like 50 degrees and they're like, we're freezing. And they like, don't know what snow is. And she's like, these are not your children. Like they need to come up and go tubing and go to the ice castles and all these fun things. So I was just going to ask you, have they ever seen snow? They have, but it's like here in the morning and gone by lunch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you need to bring them back. I do. I do. And I think it'd be really cool to get like all of like the girlfriends together with like their kids and things like that. And my kids, I think that would be really special. That's the one oh, thing absolutely. about moving away from like friends and stuff that it's just hard and you miss out on those moments, but yeah, they make them more special when they happen. Absolutely. I was just going to say that they're more cherished when you're together again. Yeah. You're going, I mean, you're going through that again right now, right? Like oh. how- <laughs> yes, my goodness, we're going from Wisconsin, now we're moving to Iowa, so oh hopefully gosh. we'll be back in, yeah, we'll be moved into Iowa, hopefully in the next two weeks when we move, so yeah, a lot wow. of transition, but it keeps life spunky, I guess. It does, I mean, it does, it keeps <laughs> you busy, and with, all, oh my gosh, with those babies and move, making that move, that's tough, girl, like, kudos to you, that's awesome. Oh, thank that's you, awesome. yeah, it, it, it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. All right. And then I guess before we finish up, I'm going to ask the last question and I'm so anxious to hear your answer for this one. And it is, um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, I tell myself, I don't want to cry when she asks me this. Um, (laughs) it's okay. I mean, I want you to be comfortable and and really say what you feel because it's going to be powerful. Yeah, and you know, I thought about it, and I just hope, you know, what I what I envision him saying is, I am proud of you. Are you ready to see your son? Mm-hmm. That's what I hope. Yeah. That's as simple as that. Are you ready to see your son? And, I'm, and that he's proud that he's just proud. <clears throat> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you handled it. You did it. Yeah, and I you knew you did it. <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> no, I am so proud of you for, for coming on here. And like I said, you're now going to have this. I'm going to send this to you so that when you're ready to share it with more people, you can do that. And I will let you know when this airs so that you can start spreading the word too to get your story out. Um, I'm so proud of you. I really am. I'm oh, really, really proud you. of you. So thank you. you. It's a very, very, very easy experience. And it's, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, this is great. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. We will oh. talk very soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Nicole. That, yeah, thank you. You take care. All right, you too. Bye. All right, bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. For more content, follow along at havetheconvo.podcast on Instagram or email me at havetheconvo at gmail.com to share your story. Till next time.